I woke up in a daze and found myself staring down the compartment into the faces of half a dozen other passengers. I think the first thing that confused me was that I was facing the wrong way. I really don't like facing the other passengers. Creeps the hell out of me. So many weird expressions and strange looks. The other thing that confused me was the fact that I had no recollection of getting on the train. Some kind of short-term memory lapse? Really rough day at work? I mean, it could happen. I'd be so drained from dealing with asshole customers all day, I just straight up collapsed in my seat the moment I sat down. The third thing that really got to me was that I couldn't recognize where the hell the train was heading. Sure, everything would always kind of look sort of familiar, but I don't know. I found the passing scenery to be extremely bleak and nondescript. Just vague silhouettes, barren fields and scattered trees. No landmarks, no buildings, no people. I don't know how long I just sat there, anxiously peering out of the window. I couldn't find it in me to ask anyone either. It's just not socially acceptable. On a train, you should sit silent, isolate yourself, imagine a wall between you and everyone else, never move a muscle unless absolutely necessary. Those are the unspoken rules everyone abides by. I swapped brief glances with other passengers, but I soon had to avert my gaze entirely. It freaked me out even more. It was like their faces was locked in strange, unnatural expressions whenever I looked at them. Sort of like when you pause a video of someone talking mid-sentence. And when I looked away, then quickly glanced back, the expressions would change ever so slightly. Tickets, please. The stern male voice suddenly called right into my ear. I turned, bewildered, to find the conductor standing inches from me which I found extremely strange, since I was situated in the window seat. I'm sorry, I mumbled. I think I got on the wrong train. His head was turned away from me, staring idly down the compartment, and he didn't seem to register a word I said. I kept trying to get his attention by vaguely shifting in my seat, but it was like he didn't really see me. Like I was invisible to him. Tickets, please, he repeated. Still quite disoriented, I clumsily fished out my phone. I figured I'd just show him my ticket on the app and he'd be forced to realize I'd somehow stumbled on the wrong train and let me know how far we were from the next stop. So you can imagine my surprise when he suddenly yanked a ticket from my one free hand. End of the line, he said, and punched the ticket before slipping it back between my fingers. I could have sworn the ticket wasn't there seconds before, and I never bought physical tickets anymore. Why bother, right, when you can get them with a single swipe on your phone? I sat there, staring at the thing, desperately trying to make sense of everything. Excuse me, I said. How far is it to the next stop? The conductor was still facing away from me 
and I still couldn't tell if he had even heard a word I said. Suddenly, he shuffled rapidly one row down, head still locked in that disturbing position. End of the line, he said, punching another ticket. I sat, frozen, unable to fully fathom what was going on. What were my options here? I really didn't want to interact with anyone else if I could avoid it. But at the same time, I couldn't just sit there pretending I'd magically get home by simply ignoring everything. So, after a few deep breaths, I got up from my seat and nervously approached the elderly couple sitting one row down from me. Sorry to bother you, I said, but you don't happen to... I couldn't finish the sentence. My tongue just stopped working. I think I stumbled back in shock, but I can't be sure. Everything is hazy. All I know is that I felt my heart stop. That's the only way to describe the sensation. Like time just came to an abrupt stop, frozen in that terrible moment of realization. They weren't people. None of them were. Everyone in that carriage. Everyone except the conductor. They were fake. They were cardboard cutouts. Incredibly detailed and lifelike in design, but cardboard nonetheless. I fell back in my seat, mind swirling, heart racing. Every time I blinked, every time I let my gaze wander, the facial expressions on the cutouts would change almost unnoticeably, but they were all variations of the same, horrible, agonized look. A look of utter dread and horror, of torment and pain. Tickets please, the fading voice of the conductor echoed. End of the line. It was a dream, a hallucination, some vivid mushroom trip. It had to be. It couldn't be real. There was no way it was real. I slapped myself, pinched myself, bit myself. Physical pain is supposed to snap you out of it, right? That's what I've been told anyways. But nothing worked. Nothing changed. I was still sitting in my seat, the bleak scenery passing by eerily, the ever-changing tormented visages of the cardboard cutout passengers haunting my peripheral vision the monotonous voice of that creepy conductor slithering into my ear canals. I was vividly imagining all the horrible ways this could end, death being the only constant, and I soon realized I couldn't sit idly by anymore. I had to do something, get through to someone, and the only other living person besides myself I'd seen so far was the conductor. I tried everything else, calling, texting, messaging, but nothing worked, or even worse, everything worked. People just didn't answer me. It was like I'd suddenly become invisible, not physically, but existentially. I got up from my seat, lightheaded and disoriented, edging past my ominous fellow passengers, their unnerving presence, raising all manner of questions I had no way of answering. I hesitantly approached the conductor, swallowing deeply as I tried to figure out exactly what to say. 
Excuse me, I said, tapping his shoulder gently. Uh, I would like to... Return to your seat, sir, he interrupted. Remain seated until we stop. It's for your own safety. He rapidly snatched and punched tickets as he moved swiftly from seat to seat. Cardboard cutout to cardboard cutout. He would announce their stops loudly, but it was always the same one. End of the line. Now, listen here, I said. I don't know what's going on here, but I can assure you... End of the line, he said again, but this time in a darker, more sinister tone. Remain seated until the end of the line. He turned to face me, and I nearly lost it right then and there. I don't know how I hadn't noticed before. I mean, he looked fairly normal at first glance. Fine blue uniform, healthy skin, a thin, well-kept moustache. But all of that was a half-truth, a half-lie. The other half of his face, the part I hadn't seen until that instant, was blank. Just smooth, featureless skin. No bones, no protrusions. Just a perfectly flat, empty canvas. You can't leave until the end of the line. His half-mouth spoke. I hustled back to my seat, making sure to keep my gaze on anything but the passengers. My heart was racing, and I had this horrible feeling of dread. Life-threatening, all-consuming dread. It was like I had a tumour the size of a basketball in my stomach. A constant tangible, relentless sensation of death. But what could I do? How the hell do you stop a speeding train? There was no way I'd survive jumping out. Even if I had somehow managed to crack open a window, the doors wouldn't budge as long as the train was moving. That much I did know. So, I thought, as I stared directly at the answer, how do I do it? The emergency brakes. It was right there, at the end of the carriage, right next to my seat. I didn't hesitate. For once in my life, I didn't question everything. I just did it. Stood up, grabbed the handle, and pulled it with all my might. I don't know what I was expecting, but it certainly wasn't what happened. I mean, the train stopped, but not gradually. Instantly, from 80 miles per hour to a full stop in half a second. You'd expect me to be thrown halfway through the carriage, right? Slammed into the wall, every bone in my body fractured to tiny pieces. But I wasn't. Didn't even move an inch. Just stood there in wide-eyed shock as the dreary scenery all of a sudden stopped moving. For the second time in my life, I didn't hesitate, didn't pause to consider my options, didn't overanalyze. I bolted to the doors, pulled them open with some effort, and got the hell out of there. End of the line. I heard a chilling voice call as my feet hit the frozen ground outside. I consider myself a level-headed individual. I don't really believe in the paranormal. There's always an explanation some way to rationalize everything. And I've tried. I've tried so hard, but I just can't.
I was in the middle of nowhere, slowly backing away from the train. It was cold, freezing, but I hardly even noticed. The conductor was standing in the doorway, his half-faced, hateful demeanor nothing short of terrifying. He stared at me as the train suddenly started moving again, gradually this time. End of the line, he just kept repeating. I don't know what it is, but I haven't felt like myself since that day. Like there's a piece of me missing, like I've lost something, and I'm pretty sure I have. I just don't know what. I stared at the train as it slowly gained speed. It wasn't moving on tracks. In fact, it didn't even have wheels. Just carriages scraping against the frozen ground discordantly, leaving no trace as they slowly passed before me. The creepy cardboard passengers harrowing in the window. But there was something else. A new cardboard cutout. My cardboard cutout. I fell to the ground as I saw it, my own horrible, tormented face screaming soundlessly in the window as the last carriage sped past, eyes bulging, hands clawing at the glass, mouth wide open in a horrible display of fear. Like I said, I know I've lost something, I just wish I knew what, my soul, my mind, and... I would also like to know exactly what is at the end of the line. <laughs>